this is where it gets exciting talking about these conversations because this is where we can get to change the generational impact. And maybe some of what you and I are talking about will happen in our generation, maybe the next. But I really make a big deal around my kids of me doing stuff like that, of leaving, because I want them to see that I am not martyring myself in motherhood because that's what I saw my mum do. And that's what I try to decondition myself. It's so hard. So I think breaking that cycle is so important and it's so powerful. It's so important. And I mean, I never, my mother worked and she always complained about work, but then she didn't retire until she was like 75 because she loved her work. But she felt like she had to say to me, that she didn't like it because she was working so much. That's why for me, like I have two boys, so, you know, I try to take them everywhere so they can see me. And I don't walk out the door. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to go on this trip. You know, I explain why I have to go on the trip because it's the same. I don't want to create that same pattern that I grew up with, but you have to be intentional. And this is why I think, again, this moment so powerful is you have to give people the space to take a minute and examine how they were raised and how they're raising their children and what it means for themselves. And again, I think that's why this is so powerful because I don't think we imagined another way. And it's also why so much of what we've been taught is so toxic because, you know, when, again, when you put it on us, you don't see the system. Well, it's a smart way, isn't it? Of deflecting from the elephant in the room is if you make the problem, the person, it's a really smart way. Society's deflected. It's really funny to think about how that happened. And there must have been some intentionality, do you know what I mean, around that conditioning. And it is, it is a very big U-turn we're trying to make right now. Because if we continue that way, right, if you continue to tell women it's your problem, it's your fault, you fix yourself, get a sponsor, get a mentor, lean in a little bit harder. If you continue to do that, we're never going to get to equality. And it's almost like, what's the point? I feel like saying to young women, don't, why even go to college? What's the point? I have a lot of friends in my life. I think as we're trying to make change, I think when we look at our own lives, we're like, that thing's probably not happening for us because of gender, because of structural, because of discrimination. And so what's the point? Why am I pushing so hard? Why am I working so hard? Why am I trying so hard when it's probably not going to happen? And not because of me, but because of the system. And that is why I think it's so important. I do think that there's a lot of women at their third act and I meet them all the time that kind of look back at their careers and say, what did I do? What was it for? And I think about my own life, like I spent so much time trying to have my babies. And then it's like, for my first one, I barely saw him. I didn't see him walk. I didn't see him crawl. I didn't see him take his, cause I was on a plane and a train and thinking that that's what I had to do to change the world. And so now it's like, I'm really tried shifting my relationship with work and motherhood and being able to spend the time that I want to spend, live the life that I want to live, which is one of that has real time with my family without it being at the cost of my ambition for change. And I think constantly giving yourself permission, reminding your friends in like changing the world around you to have those expectations that you're allowed to have for yourself in the life that you want is so critical. And I think that that is really different. And I don't think we have the language. Like we had the language for the lean in moment, lean in moment, having it all work-life balance, all that shit has to be thrown in the garbage, but we don't really have the words in the language for the moment that we're in now. And it's exciting too, in figuring that out. I'm so struck by what you said about 
the women looking back thinking, what was it all for? And you fighting to have your first son and then not seeing him because it's a different place, isn't it? When you come to work and it's such a privilege, I think you would agree for you and I to be sat here talking about purposeful work because not everyone gets that privilege. But I think there's such a difference when you come at it from a place of sacrifice as opposed to a place of true service. What I'm hearing you say, it's not even about me anymore. I'm just in service of this mission. Correct. But that also means that I get permission that when I'm tired to rest, you know, and I think that's the hard part, especially I think so many of us like that are in this space right now and that feel the intensity and the opportunity of this moment are burned out. Jolie, our mutual fan from Pregnant and Screwed, who we both love, she talks really openly about her burnout. Almost couldn't carry on. Yeah, I'm sure. Also, the other thing is, is like, which I talked to my girlfriends about, it's very hard because you're working on something that you're like, I don't know, is this going to happen? There's so much anger and passion and injustice wrapped up. Like for me, like I spent my life teaching girls to code. That was all joyful. (laughs) Joyful. You know what I mean? Anger at like people were not hiring them, but a lot more here. You're really in this moment where you're like, seriously, that is the other part. I think when you're living a purposeful life, especially when you're a crusader and a warrior of like how to check back in with yourself to say, okay, I need to just watch some movies for like a couple of days and not be fighting the good fight right now. 